Live from WNUR News, I'm Erica Schmidt. You're listening to the 6 o'clock news on WNUR 89.3 FM HD1, Evanston, Chicago. It's May 12, 2023. Tonight on WNUR News, Northwestern's annual Iron Pour, a review of Jack Harlow's newest album, a look into Northwestern's infamous priority number housing selection process, and another pollen-filled episode of the Fairweather Friends. Those stories coming up tonight on WNUR News at 6. Thanks for tuning in. Students poured molten metal at the Siegel Design Institute's 5th Annual Iron Pour Saturday. Lily Shen has the story. Saturday was the Siegel Design Institute's 5th Annual Iron Pour. What's an iron pour, you ask? It is how it sounds. We are literally pouring melted iron. (laughs) The event was held in the parking lot of Ryan Field just before dark. A 3,000-degree crucible furnace, which looks like a huge vertical steel tube, heated chunks of iron until they melted into liquid. The liquid iron flowed out of the bottom of the furnace in a red-hot stream. Students then collected the iron in big buckets and used a ladle to pour the iron into molds that they designed themselves. It is so rare in our very safe society that you get to be three feet away from something that's 3,000 degrees. And you know, the young men and women who are like they are right now, like crouching down, holding this ladle, like if you were over there next to them, you would see the grins on their faces. The Iron Pour was the end project of a manufacturing and design engineering class taught by Dr. David Gatchel and adjunct lecturer Matthew Cummins. The class was Cummins's brainchild. And so through some discussions, also because of my background in manufacturing and art, we talked about you know, if, if you could design a class from scratch, what would it be? And I'm like, anything? The result was a class titled Leonardo, Geometry, and the Art of Manufacturing. Yeah, so this is a, this is a class um, in which we explore kind of a number of convergent things. Uh, art, geometry, um, historical explorations of making, and really the, 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 the main goal of the class at this point was to give students an experience they'll remember for the rest of their lives. Cummins surely succeeded. The students were decked head to toe in leather for protection from the hot metal. In addition, the area was fenced off to spectators, and sand lined the molds and furnace to cool off any stray liquid metal. Although the idea of 3,000 degree iron seems dangerous, Cummins says with all the protective measures taken, it's perfectly safe. And But what's interesting is the liquid metal, is, it's really like water. It acts like water, it pours like water. And if you know, we wear this gear that's all sort of shingled, so that this is over this and this is over that. And, it's a little cute. and so if like a little metal splashes on us, it would be like a little water splashing on us. It just runs off. The furnace is powered by Coke. No, not the kind of Coke you're thinking of. Not that other kind either. This Coke is a coal-based fuel. The process of iron pouring is centuries old, but the class combined old with new by using the process to fill their 3D printed molds. And yeah, I mean, it, it has completely lived up to every expectation that I had and more because I actually didn't realize that they were making the, the molds in CAD and then 3D printing them. Many of the materials, such as the Coke, were donated by companies in Indiana, while the furnace was borrowed from Chicago Crucible. 
The student-designed molds were also 3D printed in sand by Indiana Hoosier Pattern. For an event with so many moving parts, Cummins says getting clearance to put it on was no small feat. Like the first one, we were kind of, you know, on pins and needles, like, okay, everything has to go really well. Nobody get hurt, like, <laughs> uh, nothing break. And then each time as we've done this, we've demonstrated that we can do it safely. We've demonstrated that we can do it responsibly. We've demonstrated how, what a powerful experience it is for the students. Right. And now the university is really excited and supporting it. One student, McCormick senior Cora Pankost, is excited to go home with her iron design. A lot of the exercises that we do are super cool. I have various geometric shapes around my apartment now because of this class. Um, and I'm looking forward to having an iron cloud. It's not just a powerful experience for the students, but for spectators as well, like graduate student Max Tian. I, I come from a place that won't have this kind of demonstrations or even this field of study. So I'm from Singapore and metallurgy is not a thing there. So also because it's very hot and humid, so it's impossible to wear this in a 32 degree Celsius environment. And because nobody really is interested in metallurgy over there. So it's very hard to appreciate this over there. Cummins is looking forward to many more iron pours in years to come. For WNUR News, I'm Lily Shen. Moving on to arts and entertainment, Jack Harlow released his third studio album on April 28th. Since then, it has been the, quote, talk of the town, unquote. Jessica Watts has the review. Everybody knows Jack, but they don't know Jack, man. Well, now fans can feel like they do. On Friday, April 28th, Jack Harlow released his third studio album, Jackman. Unlike his other two studio albums, this 24-minute stream of brags, callouts, and name drops also includes some very serious topics. The album opens with the almost two-minute song, Common Ground. House with white pillars, no rough, just diamonds. The education private, it's all by designing. Common ground ain't that common. This song calls out white teenagers and young adults appropriating black dialects and traditions without having to undergo many of the stresses and disadvantages of being black. In particular, the lyric, get to feel like a thug but don't have to act on it, echoes this sentiment. The main lyric in this song is, common ground ain't that common, meaning that although there are similarities amongst all groups of people, many of the challenges that these groups face are not faced by everyone. They don't love it. They don't love it. They don't love it. They don't love it. That was a snippet of the second track on the album, They Don't Love It, which charted at number 54 on the Billboard Hot 100 earlier this week. In this song, Harlow calls out other artists that are not in the music industry for the right reasons, such as popularity, fame, or money. Harlow, however, brings attention to his genuine love for rap music. Adding to the song's popularity is the line, the hardest white boy since the one who rapped about vomit in sweaters, in reference to Eminem and his song Lose Yourself. Many fans took to Twitter to express their disagreement. Some even went as far to say that he was disrespectful to the late Mac Miller, who died in 2018. The third song on the album is called Ambitious. Ambitious, 19 year old. I just signed a deal, now my next sub zero. Mustache coming in, I really want a beard though. And I really think this might be my year though. In this track, Harlow reflects upon knowing he wanted to be a rapper from a young age. Ambitious tells the story of how Harlow became the Grammy nominated rapper he is today and gives shout outs to the places and people that brought him there. No airports and no flights, that's how I want to live my life, is that I? Right? 
Ten girlfriends and no wife. That's how I want to live my life. Is that I? As someone who likes to keep his personal life private, is that I? is Harlow's message for the media and the fans. No selfies, just say hi is the main line in the song, highlighting Harlow's want for genuine connections with his fans rather than simply taking pictures to gain clout on social media. Unlike many other popular artists, Harlow prefers to live his life away from the spotlight and celebrate his success with his friends and family. Ride for my dogs, lie for my dogs, die for my dogs. Arguably the most controversial song on the album, Gang 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 features Harlow sharing the story of finding out two of his friends were convicted of crimes when returning home for the holidays. First, he shares the story of Marcus, who has allegedly raped seven girls in the back of a Target. In the second verse, it is Kevin, who allegedly molested a 10-year-old boy. To conclude the song, Harlow speaks about conditional friendships and what happens when someone you love does something horrible. He says, Truthfully, it's family till it can't be, gang till it ain't, twins but it depends, brothers until something is uncovered, and so on. Gang 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 also mentions holding our loved ones accountable for their actions, but also raises the question of whether we do so because it is the right thing to do or because we are afraid of getting judged. Weinberg first-year Tatum Baldwin still remembers her reaction to the song. The first time I was so distracted by the Gang 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 background that it was hard to actually listen to the words that he was actually saying. But then when I actually listened to the words, I realized how, like, actually dark the song is. Denver, the sixth song on Jackman, is about Harlow's internal struggle with fame. Walking past the homeless in a Rolex, just got off the stage on the Today Show and I basically felt soulless. Years go by and I keep saying I'm going to use my phone less, but I should just be phoneless. Arguably Harlow's most honest song on the album, he explains how fame has been both a blessing and a curse in his life. He raps about feeling guilty about changing who he is, being wealthy when there are people suffering all around him, and dealing with the pressures of living up to expectations that his friends and family have set for him. Denver is Harlow being completely candid, whereas he is usually bragging about being rich and famous in his past music, further proving how different this album is for him. I like my girl in No Enhancers, Harlow describes his love interest being all natural and highlights many of the struggles that women have to face on a daily basis. He says, just to leave the crib these days has become such a skill, as there is increasing violence and crime happening all around us. As the rap genre usually features songs that objectify women, Harlow makes an effort to give a shout out to natural beauty. It must be my skin. I can't think of any other reason I win. I can't think of an explanation. It can't be the years of work I put in. Since the beginning of Harlow's career, many other rappers and people involved in the music industry have accused him of being an industry plant. As it is highly uncommon for non-black rappers to gain a huge following and achieve success, some listeners say that non-black rappers are planted into the music scene as an attempt to claim the genre as their own. Harlow, however, dismisses these accusations in It Can't Be by stating the reasons why he believes he is massively successful. The second to last song on the album, Blame On Me, describes Harlow's relationship with his younger brother, Clay. Blame On Me has received high praise from Harlow's biggest fans, who are familiar with his relationship with his brother.
The interesting thing about this track is that it is told from different perspectives. The first verse is meant to be Clay talking to Jack, the second verse is Jack talking to Clay, and the final verse is their father talking to Jack. Each of these people blame themselves for Jack and Clay's tumultuous relationship and state their perspective on what happened. Why am I so flawed? Why am I so skeptical of God? Why do I pretend like I didn't see it when I saw it? Why am I so bold to double back when I've been caught? The final song on the album, Questions, is a further reflection of several of the themes Harlow has mentioned in this album. He raps a series of questions about his personality, his hometown of Louisville, and his future. One line in particular stands out in this song. He says, The masses never heard your boy rapping so honestly, which is the perfect way to describe this album as a whole. Jimmy Milas, a usual Jack Harlow hater, had this to say about the album. I didn't really like a lot of his recent stuff, but this one, just, just wow. That's all I can really say. As a whole, Jackman has had very mixed reviews. However, it is undeniable that for Harlow, it is as raw and emotional as he has ever been. For WNUR News, I'm Jessica Watts. Welcome back to WNUR News. It's 6.15 p.m. Central Time. Priority numbers were sent. Decisions were made. And now, Northwestern students have their housing placements for the 2023 to 2024 school year. But for those who didn't get their optimal living situation, nor anything close, there are students who have been through it before, and they have some advice. Michelle Huang has the story. Where are you living next year? Single or double? Who's your roommate? Housing, housing, housing continues to infiltrate many conversations after the residence selection days in April. With how competitive and chaotic the process was, many students have not-so-happy responses to the questions above. For those who were assigned priority numbers past the 1600s, and for those who ended up with a dorm not even in their top 10, this one's for you. How does one make the most out of a bleak living situation? To answer this question, I spoke with Northwestern students who dealt with unsavory housing experiences of their own. Medill sophomore Isa Kibalo and her roommate Anisha had priority numbers that averaged around the 1700s last year. We log into the portal and all that's left is um, Sarge and Elder. And all of our classes usually are South Campus. So we were like, okay, we'll just pick the one further south. After that, like scrambling to choose the room, like we calmed down a little bit and we were like, okay, we got Sarge. Like, <laughs> now what, I guess? But by winter break, Kibalo says her Sarge double had begun to grow on her. During winter break, I went back and I was like, hmm, this feels different. Like it had felt different before, but it really feels like I'm settling into Northwestern as my main home base. And I was like, man, like the shower pressure isn't the same as Sarge. The like room temperature isn't the same as Sarge. Why am I missing Sarge right now? <laughs> Koi Lei, a sophomore student in both Weinberg and Beenan, is currently an RA on the fourth floor of Jones. Lei wasn't exactly ecstatic about his assignment. First, they assigned me to East Fairchild. And I had a close friend who's also an RA, and he had gotten assigned to Bob. Mm -hmm. at the time. So I was like, okay, I could have it way worse. 
Uh, at least I'm south. Because um, most of what I do is south. And then they moved me to Jones, and I was like, Shit. I was like, oh, Shit. it could get worse. That was in the beginning. Now, Lay says he's appreciated his time in the dorm. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like surprisingly quite grateful. Wow. And I mean, this floor is great. Like, um, um, I couldn't have asked for better residents. Weinberg sophomore Michelle Rand lived in East Fairchild her freshman year. According to her, the experience was a rather pleasant one. So overall, <laughs> how did you like your freshman year mm. living experience? I feel like it was good, actually. Really? Yeah, I feel like it, it really gave the college dorm experience. I didn't need it to be that good, but it was, it was good. So how did these students turn their unlucky housing situations into a good experience? For Kibalo, she says things improved with time. Go through the stages of, stages of grief. Start with your sadness, then do some bargaining, and then just spend some time in that space and know that it's not going to be amazing for maybe the first few weeks. But then after a while, you really just start to feel like it is your home. Something that did help, though, was interior design. For about the first few weeks of just moving in, Annie and I spent like a significant amount of time putting up fairy lights, putting up um, also LED lights, and also acquiring a rug, and also acquiring many pillows and blankets that somehow our room has just turned into a giant bed. <laughs> Rand says that her residential experience in East Fairchild was defined by the people, and that's what made it good. You don't need to have the best circumstances, living conditions. Uh, I feel like to make the most out of your time, like, I feel like in the bad dorms, like, there's a stronger sense of, like, community. Because mm, everyone's, like, bonding over, like, the trauma of living in the dorms. For Lei, his appreciation for his dorm grew once he realized the unique perks of his situation. Something I realized about like Withered last year is like I would come home like pretty late at like 10, 11, and like you would see your friends eating friends and you'd sit down and you would like talk and talk and talk and then it'd be 3 a.m. and like you would hang out and like you really don't get to rest until you get into your room. Mm -hmm. And even then I had a roommate. But then I realized with Jones, it's like, it's like late and I've finished all my classes and studying and hanging out with friends. And like, I crossed that street, like over, I, I crossed Sheridan from like the rest of campus. And it's just like silent the whole way home. And like, I just, I just come up and I go into my room and it's like this, like, it's like, it's separate. Like my home is separate from like everywhere else. Next year, Lei will be an RA in West Fairchild. His outlook is optimistic. I, I think Jones like is just an example of like, you'll be able to find something you love about like almost any place you live in. As like a rising sophomore, there are going to be things that you didn't like about your freshman year, like residence hall that like you won't have in your second year residence hall. And you'll be grateful for that just because you didn't like those things. So yeah, I mean, there's a bright side. To the future Jonesians, Fairchildren, Sergeants, Bobbers, or anyone else looking towards a rough housing situation, chin up. As shown by these three experiences, your residential life is not defined solely by the amenities or the location of your building. Your next year can be great. It will be great.
For WNUR News, I'm Michelle Huang. As temperatures rise, pollen flies. Spring means those with allergies will suffer. Brandon Condritz has this week's weather and some tips for how to survive allergy season on the latest edition of Fairweather Friends. Hi, I'm Brandon. Welcome back to Fairweather Friends. Each week, we give you a peek into the local and national weather. On today's episode, warmer temps are creeping in, and with it comes increased pollen counts. From Evanston, Illinois, this is Fairweather Friends. Let me tell y'all, I've been enjoying this weather lately. Although the beginning of the week was jeans and sweatshirt weather, yesterday was the perfect day for shorts, sunglasses, and your favorite t-shirt. With temps reaching into the mid-70s with mostly sunny skies, the Lakeville, Deering Meadow, and other green spaces throughout campus were full of outdoor aficionados. Some clouds and a light rain rolled in today, with temps dipping down into the 50s and lower 60s. The weekend looks similarly gloomy, with temps hovering around there with the potential for some scattered showers. But there's hope. As we move into another week of work or school, the sun will peak out and temperatures will fluctuate quite a bit. The lower 50s at the beginning of the week will swing up towards the 70s by Thursday and Friday. Don't put those long pants away just yet, but don't bring out all of your shorts either. Take a note out of my book and just let it all overflow out of your dresser drawers. Despite all of these wonderful temps and sun bringing us out of a gloomy winter, the new blooms on trees and plants that come with the spring aren't always beautiful to some. For those with seasonal allergies like myself, this time of year can be horrible, to say the least. Sniffles, sneezes, and watery eyes are only a few of the symptoms that come with the season. In Evanston, pollen counts have been in the moderate to very high range for the past few weeks, and it doesn't look like they're going down anytime soon. Warmer temperatures don't help with the spread of tree and grass pollen either. The earlier it gets warmer, the earlier trees start producing pollen, and the longer allergy season is. Rain is my saving grace, however, as it's proven to tamp down pollen out of the air. For all of you out there who have been doing your darndest to avoid being overcome with pollen-related ailments, here are a few of my best tips from someone who grew up in the country. I was basically surrounded by pollen 24-7. Get some eye drops, nose spray, tissues, whatever suits your fancy. Personally, I always have some Flonase nose spray on hand, as well as some Visine eye drops, which I literally put in right before I started recording this. If Zyrtec Claritin or some other over-the-counter antihistamine works for you, make sure you have that on hand too. Keep your windows closed if you can manage. I know the dorm gets smelly sometimes, but if you live near a tree or a big field of grass, an open window is an easy way for pollen to sneak into your living space. If you have an air purifier, crank it up and let it run. If you've been outside for a while and are noticing a flare-up, try hanging out inside for a bit. Change your clothes and maybe even take a shower. Pollen can latch onto you in lots of ways, especially in your hair, and a fresh shower is the best way to wash it all away. There are tons of other resources out there I'd recommend you explore for more info. Mayo Clinic and Yale Health offer great online resources and tips from actual professionals on the subject. Of course, if you're experiencing severe symptoms that you can't manage yourself, it might not be a bad idea to take a visit to your doctor.
That's all for this week's edition of Fairweather Friends. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep those allergy meds on hand and be sure to check the weather before you head out for the day. You never know when a beautiful sunny day could turn cold and rainy. For WNUR News, I'm Brandon Condritz. Taking a look into the headlines. This year marks the 23rd anniversary of Northwestern's Marriage 101 class. SESPE professor Alexandra Solomon has been involved in teaching human development and psychological services 340, Building Loving and Lasting Relationships, Marriage 101. Because of the change in students' relationship patterns, Solomon said she shifted her curriculum from marriage to focusing more on dating, breakups, and starting over afterward. Officials in Kansas City, Missouri, approved a resolution Thursday to declare it a sanctuary for people seeking or providing gender-affirming care. The city is responding to an act passed a day prior regarding the limitations to such access. Democratic Mayor Quentin Lucas praised the 12-to-1 vote, saying the city is committed to being a, quote, welcoming, inclusive, and safe space for everyone, including our transgender and LGBTQ plus community, unquote. In national headlines, a jury found Lori Vallow Daybell guilty of murdering two of her children and conspiring to murder a romantic rival. The verdict was read aloud in court shortly after 3 p.m. Eastern Time today, and jurors were dismissed moments later. The sentence hearing has not been set yet. That's all for WNUR News at 6 p.m. For more news updates and reports, follow us on Twitter at WNUR News. You can listen to these and other WNUR News stories on our website, WNUR.news. That's WNUR.news. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our producer today is Mika Ellison, and our reporters are Lily Shen, Jessica Watts, Michelle Huang, and Brandon Condritz. From all of us here at WNUR News, thanks for listening. I'm Erica Schmidt. Have a happy Friday and catch us, catch our next newscast on Monday, May 15th at 6 p.m. Now, back to scheduled programming.